the House come to order if members can take their seats. This budget is a huge job maker, and the number one solution to economic insecurity is a job. Hungry children can't learn, and it's our responsibility to try to help. Equality and opportunity. I believe most people are here because they want to do some good. It's time for a new episode of Capital Ideas, and that's what you've got right here. We call it Capital Ideas because in pre-pandemic times, it was where members of the Majority Democratic Caucus in the Washington State House of Representatives would sit down at the Capitol and talk about ideas. It takes place now like everything else, remotely, but the ideas are still good ones, and here we go. Today's lawmaker is 29th District Representative Melanie Morgan, and today's idea is equity in farming. That's House Bill 1395 if you like to read legislation. And as I speak, it's in the House Rules Committee, and it could hit the virtual House floor for a vote of the full chamber any day now. We recorded this remotely, and the audio isn't the best you've ever heard. I hope you'll hang in there. We recorded it on February 10th, 2021, and it went like this. Welcome to Capital Ideas, Representative Melanie Morgan. Thanks for joining us. I know your time is limited today. So let's jump right into it. House Bill 1395, that's a bill that you wrote to promote farm equity. I think a lot of people would be confused by that that term. So let's just start by saying, tell me what that is. Sure. Uh, if you don't mind, Dan, I'll just start with, you know, my overall theme on, I have uh, six bills that I'm uh, introducing. And the overall theme is harmony and grace through the filter of equity that should lead us to true inclusion. And so that's a perfect segue into House Bill 1395. And essentially what it's doing is asking the Department of Agriculture to investigate the disproportionality in terms of underrepresented groups and report back to the legislature with a plan on how to address the inequities in farming and ranching and how we arrive at a place of inclusion of those who have been historically marginalized and underrepresented groups in this industry. Does this focus on members of these underrepresented groups who happen to own their farms or who are renting farmland? Are we we also including the vast number of farm workers, mm-hmm. almost all of whom are from underrepresented communities? Yeah, that's a great question. And so um, if I can just give a little bit of history for context here. So really what we are trying to do with this piece of legislation is to right some wrongs. And one of those wrongs were that, you know, Black African-Americans were farmers from the beginning. And we lost our land and ownership due to not being able to obtain adequate loans from banks. But also Native tribes also we found are um, uh, facing this as well, but in a different way. As they are owning their land as a tribe, but as an individual member, they also cannot get a bank loan. 
We want to ensure that we are capturing those who are already in the industry and also adding those who would like to be in the industry. But a very important piece of this legislation that we're asking the Department of Agriculture is to also reach out to youth and young adults. This is a sustainable and viable career. This could be a career that we could use in the recovery from the pandemic and also just all, all the retraining that may need to be done from people who have lost their jobs and businesses that might never open again. This is just another avenue, but it's through the lens of equity, but really we're talking about economic opportunities and economic recovery. It seems like this could be a good way to rejuvenate the whole idea of a family farm is if we began to make the necessary capital available to additional families. So, yeah, and and that's it, right? Um, Black African-Americans especially don't have the opportunity to build intergenerational wealth. We started that way back in the 1920s, and then we weren't getting the, the loans to maintain the land or expand the land in the business, in, in machinery, in livestock, in seeds, whatever that may be, we weren't given the opportunity to continue growing those businesses. And so that's what I would like for the Department of Agriculture is to come back and identify those things that have caused the disparities. As a matter of fact, as you know, in my testimony, I pointed out some crucial information in statistics, and that is 96% of farmers are white. And only 0.14%, that's 90 people, are Black African Americans. And and this is just, this is not um, spell inclusion for the state of Washington. We are top producers in all sorts of farm items in terms of hops and potatoes and onions and apples and cattle. So there's such a range in this industry that we would uh, like at the state for every group that has been historically marginalized, that's been underrepresented, that they have this opportunity to also build wealth and build success and also be able to give back to their state through our food scarcity. Part of this bill does direct the State Department of Agriculture to take certain steps. Yeah, there's not really like a one, two, three step. Um, We have to remember that what the legislature is asking a lot of our state departments to do in terms of equity is new, right? That's why we stood up the state equity office um, as we found that um, we would like to start dismantling the systemic racism that is in our in all of our government entities. And so in order to make it um, diversified and to make sure that we have true inclusion, we have to start somewhere. So this bill is more of a framework It's starting the framework, if you will, it's like building a barn. So we are building the outside of the barn and um, that's what the Department of, the State Department of Agriculture will then find out what do we need to fill the barn? What type of livestock needs to be in there? What type of uh, seeds and equipment and all that to make every person in the state of Washington who would like to participate in the agricultural industry in in any part of that, that they that is accessible. So really, I think this, the first step of this and, and really the first step of most pieces of legislation is some type of consciousness raising. 
Yeah, I, I believe in the Black African-American community that, <clears throat> especially in the urbanized areas here in Western Washington, we don't realize that there are still Black African-Americans who are farming, right? And right here in our state, and actually right here in Western Washington, people, Black African-Americans are farming. They're considered more of hobby farms in terms of a small farm. So, of course, I hope that the department realizes we need to remove the word hobby farm. It's not a hobby. We're trying to build a career. It's all about inclusion. And I think that the state of Washington has been taking the right steps in the right direction in ensuring that um, we are inclusive. And so we need to understand that Black African-Americans may want to farm again, but it's not been advertised to them. It has been, if it's 96% white, then it's not being sold to us as a viable career. Right. And we need to get back to that place. And that's why the youth and young adult is a part of this legislation, is to make sure we introduce for them, this is another option. The Future Farmers of America and the high school classes that that, that group is generally associated with which is vocational agriculture. Uh, it's, a, it's a strong group, particularly in Washington state. It seems like one way to move towards achieving this goal would be to have vocational agriculture classes available in more high schools. Yeah, and don't forget that we have skills centers as well, right? So that's where the CTE comes in. And where, as I'm a former school board director, we used to come to the legislature and ask that you guys fund the CTE program, because that is the truth of the matter is that not every student is set out that they want to have a four-year college degree. Maybe they just want to be an apprentice in, a, in, an, in an apprenticeship, or maybe they want to do farming and it doesn't require that they have a bachelor's degree. Maybe it's a certificate. And so we want to make sure that we are looking at every avenue and how we include new people into the industry, but also at the same time, supporting the ones who are already there. We wanna ensure that every person that lives here that's able-bodied working has the opportunity to live the American dream of what we say, um, and that they have this access to one of the first industries in America is agriculture. <laughs> We brought over many, many of my ancestors to kill those lands, right? And so that's another reason why this is good legislation. It is a healing. Um, it is reconciliation in what has happened. And that's also why I'm working on uh, House Bill 1016, Juneteenth as a paid legal holiday in racial reconciliation and harmony and grace. And let us all celebrate together. And I hope at the end of the session that all of our bills in terms of equity come out together that heal the divide that we feel in our country and feel in our state. And that as we are moving toward the end of this pandemic, that we come out whole and we come out together and we come out inclusive. I wish you the best of luck. What is the status of this bill right now? And what's your prognosis for the bill? The bill now has been heard in public hearing. You can review that on tvw.org. And it still has a long way to go. We need all the support that we can get in terms of equity. It's not a very favorite topic on all sides of the decision-making. And so the more support that we get, the better that we can serve all constituents in the state of Washington. 
Representative Melanie Morgan, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, and I thank you for joining us on Capital Ideas. Thank you so much for having me, and stay tuned. She's got some good ideas, doesn't she? If you feel like you got something worthwhile out of the last few minutes, I invite you to subscribe to Capital Ideas wherever fine podcasts are available for free. This is your state government, and what happens here matters. The more you know about how it works, the better it can work for you and for everyone. I'm Dan Frizzell for the Washington State House Democrats, putting people first since 1889. Thanks for listening and stay safe.